0: The second in the series of the great I am statements of Jesus Christ is found at the 8th chapter of John verse 12 where Jesus simply spoke again to the people and said I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life I am the light of the world well. You know, we, we see the backdrop. John 7 verse 2 talks about the fact that during this period of time in, in Jesus' life, the Feast of Tabernacles was being observed. Now with the Feast of Tabernacles, it was the time that they celebrated the light of God the Father leading the children of Israel through the 40 years wilderness experience. It was by cloud during the day and by a pillar of fire at night. And that pillar of fire represented the Feast of Tabernacles. And so there on this second day probably of this feast, it was where you'd come into the court. You'd have the court of Gentiles going into the temple, the court of the women, and the court of the Jewish men. And there in the courtyard for this particular festivity were four gigantic candelabra. And they say that that evening when darkness fell to celebrate the fire of God leading the children of Israel, they would light these four candelabras, and they said you could see the fires from the candelabras that were so bright all over that region of Israel. It was an amazing scene. And I can see Jesus as... He is a part of this festivity looking at the people and saying simply this, I am the light. I'm the one that was with you in the wilderness encounter. I was the one that, was, that led you through that wilderness experience into the promised land. I am the light. I was thinking when creation began, The Bible tells us in Genesis 1, verses 1 through 4, that as God the Creator in His creative mind was envisioning what the universe would look like, and He took this third planet from the sun. And the Bible says in Genesis 1, 1 through 4, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Can you picture that? No light, just darkness. And God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And He separated the light from the darkness. And then you come... Fast forward a few millennia into the present time when Jesus was about to come into this world. God looked down on this this planet of His called we call earth. And He looked over the blackness of mankind. The sin, the degradation that covered the face of the earth. And He wanted to separate the light from the darkness. So, What was it that penetrated the darkness of man's sin? God saw this darkness of the world covered by the sin of man and sent another light to dispel the darkness. John 1, 1 and following said, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing that was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The true light was coming into the world. So Jesus became that that light that God sent to dispel the darkness in man's hearts. The darkness of evil or sin will never overcome or extinguish God's light, which is what it means that the darkness could not comprehend it. It did not understand it. Because Jesus' light came. He is the creator of life. Now notice when Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Never overlook that definite article. The. Because Jesus is not saying, I am a light. He never gave us that option of, of many multiple choices. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Amen. Now if Jesus says, I am the light of the world, it means that the world has no other light. Why can't we comprehend that in our society today? Because if Jesus is the light, any other light that we seek is not going to illuminate what needs to be illuminated. The psalmist put it this way, the Lord is my light and salvation. Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah 60, verse 19, prophesied, The Lord will be your everlasting light. And Micah the prophet in Micah 7 8 confessed, When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. So, why is it that we see Jesus, we, I said our world sees Jesus as simply a light, a candle, maybe? Certainly not anything that God intended because God expected Him to be the light. You want to know the light? You want to see things the way that God sees them? See them through the eyes of Christ. Jesus said in John 3, verse 19 through 21, and this is the judgment. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Well, that explains it. Why don't they want the light of Jesus? Because they're too comfortable in their own lifestyle, too comfortable in their own sin, too comfortable in their own self-pursuits. Jesus continued by saying, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been through God. Wow. Light dispels darkness from our mind, soul, and body. Sometimes in our lives, we have a hard time understanding uh, the, the gray, what we think are gray areas in our lives. Sometimes it colors our decision-making process. Sometimes we have a difficult time making a decision because we're wondering what would God do? What would He have me do? What is His will? Not what is His will for my life, but what is His will? How can I get my life in line with that? I need to know. And sometimes it keeps us up at night wondering, did I make the right decision? Am I making the right decision? If I do this, what will be the consequences? And so on and so forth. How do I know The light of God illuminates our path as we begin to seek Him and seek Him earnestly because His light becomes a light, a lamp unto our paths. The darkness of evil or sin will will never overcome or extinguish God's light. Jesus Christ is the author and the creator and the essence of all light. Well, Have you allowed the light of Jesus Christ, the light of the world, to penetrate the darkest recesses of your life, of your sin, of your lives, to reveal our sins and our shortcomings and His way of forgiveness and peace? Because when Jesus says, I'm the light, He expects no compartments in our lives to be held back from Him, but expects us to absolutely turn over or yield every aspect of this life. Have you allowed the the light of God to penetrate that light of yours? Well, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, We all seek light holders in our lives, perhaps. One of the interesting things that Jesus did for you and me was to make us His own light holders. We are called to be followers. See what He said? I'm the light of the world. Whoever, whoever. There's that word again, that whosoever, whoever follows me. To follow Jesus, it has about four different implications in the Greek. One of them is a military implication. As a soldier who follows his commander. And that commander has given this particular soldier orders. And this soldier follows him to the letter. It is also used of a teacher or a rabbi, if you will of His student or disciple who follows this teacher, who observes Him in action, who observes His daily life and begins to respond to Him in a way that brings Him joy. So this word disciple, this word follow simply means that we are going to follow Him in absolute, complete obedience. For either Jesus is Lord of all or He's not Lord at all. For to be Lord of all, to be Lord means that He has complete sovereign and dominion over our lives. So Jesus said, whoever follows me, whoever seeks me, whoever is obedient to what I've asked Him to do, whoever it is that is willing to serve me faithfully. What has He said? His promise will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Wow, the light of life. To be a follower gives all to Jesus. But you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus began His ministry, called each and every one of us to be His light. Matthew 5, 14, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and praise your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine. What light? The light that's ours in Jesus Christ. The light that is the light of mankind. That light, that's the light that He wants us to shine. But recognize the fact that we're only lamp holders. We're only light holders. We're lamps and that's all. We don't bring glory to ourselves. We bring glory to God. We allow ourselves to give testimony to the glory of God, to the provision of God, to the the presence of God. We give glory to what God has done in our lives. We celebrate what He's done in our lives. We are first to give Him the credit for each and everything that transpires regardless of what it might be. And so, we let our light shine before the world. Why? So that they may see our good works. How are they born? And glorify your Father which is in heaven so that we can bring glory to God. You know, you think about it. When you were a parent, still are probably, but when your children were small, didn't it bring you joy when you would see a child begin to model something that you did, your son model what his father did, or your daughter what her mother did, and you'd see her in the kitchen or him and, and doing whatever he did and so on and so forth, And it was the way that they modeled themselves because they watched your behavior. Then some of your friends would look at you and say, boy, you've raised that child well. You've raised that child well. God the Father is our loving Father. Has similar feelings toward us in that He loves to watch us bring Him joy and glory. Because it's a Tribute to Him. And what happens? Other people see us. They see our joy. They see our our desire to serve Him, to follow Him in whatever possible way we can. And they desire to serve God perhaps in whatever way they possibly can. Well, 1 John 1, 5 and 7 says, God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light, as Jesus is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. There is your church fellowship. That's the secret of true fellowship. Not just casual conversation around the coffee pot. But true fellowship where we have heart-to-heart communion with one another because our heart communion has been first with Jesus Christ. And then we have that heart communion with one another. It's that fellowship in Christ Jesus that begins to propel us to be the body of Christ, the family of God that He originally intended. Well, you know, one of the interesting things is when you read Revelation, someone has been speaking to me this week about their study of Revelation. In 22nd chapter of Revelation, verse 5, the interesting thing is, is that the Bible says when this is all over, the new Jerusalem has come down. God has created a new heaven and a new earth. What does it say? There will be no need of night anymore. No darkness. No darkness. Why? Because the light of the Son, Jesus Christ, will eliminate us. Now here's something that's interesting to me. When God created this solar system, this world of ours, He gave us only one sun to illuminate this world. And to you and me, who are in our darkness through disobedience, sin, and rebellion, God sent another only begotten son To illuminate our dark world. Is He awesome or what? I think so. And so, the Bible says that light, two things about light. It gives attention. It brings attention to itself. When Jesus said, you're the light of the world, people are going to pay attention to you. They're going to look at you. They're going to observe your behavior. They're going to listen to your words. They're going to pay attention to your attitudes, to your actions, to your displays of of Christ-like love. And so it is one of those situations where in our lives we give attention to the light. Not to us, but to the light. Because the light draws attention. Like a moth to a light, people, unbelievers, and believers alike will be drawn to those people who are radiating the light of Jesus Christ. Wow. But secondly... The light gives direction. Ever been in a cave? <laughs> oh, boy. We've been to Mammoth Cave a number of times in Kentucky. That's the longest underground cave system in the world. There's somewhere between 350 and 400 miles of underground caves that have yet to be explored. 50% of it hadn't even been looked at. I, and what the interesting thing is, the ranger will take you down there on a tour, and then all of a sudden he'll say, now, folks, we're going to turn out the lights. you never seen blackness like this in the bowels of a cave. But it, it's so dark. It's so dark. And you look all around for any hint of a light. Someone could light a, just the smallest little lighter, and it would radiate great light. From a candle to a spotlight the light draws attention to itself and gives us direction. How do we get out of here? Walk toward the light. How do we get out of this situation? Walk toward the light. How do we get out of this life? Walk toward the light. What a blessing that's going to be. Light gives direction. So you're struggling with your decisions. You're struggling with something in your life. Maybe you've got relationship issues going on, family issues, whatever the case might be. You're looking for guidance and for leadership. Look for the light. Look for the light. In the old days, and maybe you were like this in the farm. My grandfather lived on a farm and I know that when we were out in the back of the field, when it got too dark in the back of the pasture way on out there, All we had to do was, knowing that they would put the back porch light on, and all we had to do to find our way back home was to look for the light. Some of you are struggling to find your way. Just look for the light. The Father's turned it on for us. And we find it in His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And the light of the world was a Messianic statement. It was like the bread of life. It was where he was absolutely admitting and confessing to be the Messiah. I am the light of the world. But you know what? Only people who cannot see the light are those who are in the complete darkness. If you've seen the light of Jesus Christ, if you've seen that glimmer of hope that He gives, if you've seen His salvation, whatever you do, don't walk away from it. Run toward it as fast as you possibly can. Now maybe you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You looked at the baptisms today and you're thinking, well, I've trusted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I've never followed Him and public profession of faith and baptism. Baptism is that public ceremony like a wedding is in that when you have a bride and a groom standing before people, they've already made their commitment to one another, but publicly they want to avow their covenant relationship with one another and want to involve their family and friends in that vow. Baptism is like that. It's that covenant relationship that's already begun between Jesus and that individual. And publicly, they want to avow that through a symbol, through a dramatic presentation of themselves. Maybe you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Today is the time to do it. Maybe you've never followed Him in baptism by immersion, which is a step of obedience. The Bible says, the steps of a good man or good woman are ordered by the Lord and He delights in His way. So take that step. Maybe you're looking for a church home. This is where you ought to be. The light of God has illumined your path. Why are you waiting any longer? You can put it off if you so desire, but what you're doing is denying the light of Jesus to fully illuminate your lives. Maybe for all of us. It's a time of rededication. I'm here at the front at the altar to pray with you, or you can come here at the altar and pray by yourselves. Whatever the Lord's calling you to do, this invitation is for you. Let's pray. Our most gracious Father, we just praise you for who you are. Lord God, I know there are decisions being made even now and I thank you so much for that. So be with us now, Lord Jesus, and thank you for what you're accomplishing. Lord God, today may we honor you above all things. May we hear what you have to say in our lives. May we recognize the fact that your light is illuminating our way. May we look to you as the author and finisher of our faith. May we come faithfully today. Thank you for what you're doing. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.